Base Habechira, that's one way that we refer to the Base Hamikdash, the place that Hashem has chosen, as the Pasuk says, Hamokoim Asher Hashem, the place that God has selected, that's where you should bring your Korbanos. So, did Hashem select it because it is a fundamentally holy place, or did it become a holy place because Hashem had selected it? And we're going to see that there are different ways that we could look at this. We could look at it as a place that has become imbued with holiness, or we could look at it as a place which is suited in order to accommodate holiness. And we'll explore how the Rambam specifically looks at this, especially when you consider that the Rambam gives history to the Beis Abichira and how we know the Mizbech has to be in a very precise location, because look back historically, that's where Avraham Avinu brought sacrifices, as well as the other Avois, Noyach, Adam, and Adam was actually created from that space. We're going to learn a very powerful lesson about choice, Bechira, Hashem's choice, which sounds very much about what Hashem does, and Kedusha, holiness, which invites us on board to partner with Him. And behold, it shall be the place that Hashem shall choose, future tense, because it's referring to the base Amigdash in Yerushalayim. That's where you're going to bring your carbonus, only in that location. I mean, Aloshan. The fact that it uses the expression that Hashem will choose, sounds immediately that what makes this place great, which is why you should bring your korbanis there, it sounds like what makes the place great, the fact that Hashem chose it. So that would imply that up until the point where Hashem chose this place to be the location of the Beis HaMikdash, it had no inherent value over any other place. Theoretically, Hashem could have chosen a different location. In fact, we have an expression from our Chazal that lends itself to this thinking. Before Yerushalayim was chosen as the ultimate holy location, Everywhere in Israel was suitable to bring Karbonos, to have Mizbochos. And more specifically, Before the Beis Amigdash was chosen, the whole of Yerushalayim was suitable to be the resting place of the Shekhinah. That implies, that seems to imply that until the moment that Hashem declared Yerushalayim is the holy capital, and until the time that he identified that the Beis Hamikdash is the holy place, it didn't apparently have any inherent special value. That's what it sounds like. When you read the Rambam, though, it looks like the Rambam believes that it did have an inherent value. We know that the Rambam says early on, right near the beginning of the Hilchas Beis Abachira, he says, The location of the Mizbech had to be absolutely precise. And you can never move the spot of the Mizbech to another location. How do we know that? Because the Pasuk says clearly, This is the Mizbech for bringing the offerings on behalf of the Yidin. Ulalon, just in case that wasn't clear, Ulalon shom mona Then the Rambam goes and lists a whole lot of what appear to be inherent advantages to this location, even long before it was allocated to be the base Amigdash formally. 
That's where Avram Avinu built his Mizbeach at the time of the Akedah. It's where Noach built a Mizbeach after coming out of the, uh, the flood. That's where the conflicting uh, sacrifices of Akain and Hevel took place. That's where Adam himself brought a carbon to acknowledge Hashem. And actually that's the place from which Adam Arishan was created. Now that sounds like the fact that he says that the location of this Bech is so precise and you're not allowed to change it ever. It sounds very much like the Rambam saying that it's not only because and after Hashem has selected it. Sounds like the Rambam saying one of the reasons that the Mizbeach has to be so precise in its location is Dafka because what? That's where preceding generations, very great people, brought their korbanes. Which obviously is before there was the building of the Beis HaMikdash or the instruction or the choice of Hashem to make a Beis HaMikdash. So when you read the Pasuk Hashem Yifchar, it sounds like what makes the space holy and special? Because Hashem chose it. When you read the Rambam, what does it sound like? It's got a long history of being a special place. So the Akronim point out that this sounds like a running debate between the Rambam and the Sefer Achinuch. Whether the place just happens to become holy, or whether it is inherently holy and therefore chosen. According to the Sefer Achinuch, there is nothing inherently special about Yerushalayim. The only reason it's now such a holy place is because the Eibishter chose it. Whereas the Achronim point out <coughs> that it sounds like the Rambam's view is the Eibishter chose this place because it is a suitable place. It already has a long history of connection and of korbanos. So there we have what appears to be two opinions. We're going to focus primarily on the Rambam's opinion, but certainly for the time being, we're going to look at the two. The Rambam, Yerushalayim and the Beis HaMikdash are inherently special. The Sefer HaChinuch, they are ordinary until Hashem makes them special. Now we have to understand, when you look at the Pasuk, and the Pasuk really seems to say very clearly that it's about Hashem choosing, if we had not looked at the Rambam, we would have thought very simply, this place is special because Hashem chose it. What makes it holy is Hashem's choice. Whereas the Rambam seems to say, actually people made the place holy. Now these are two very different perspectives. The Pasuk indicates that only Hashem could make it holy. And the Rambam implies that people could make it holy. That implies that it has advantage going all the way back to Adam Harishan. Which is why that location has to remain that location and may never be changed at any point in history. So before we can understand this and why, you know, what the Rambam really holds, we're going to have a look at something that Samach Tzedek explains in Eir HaTorah about two different ways in which holiness could affect or impact an area. And again, the Rambam will feature over here, except this will be the Rambam from Moira Nevochim. 
So the Tzemach Tzedek in Oratora quotes a debate between Rishonim about what happens to the place, the location of the Beis Amikdash after Hashem has chosen it. One possibility is the place remains the place as it always was, but now it's been accorded a certain advantage. Now, this place is going to be where we bring Karbonois. Or is the place now a holy place? See the distinction? So is it just, let's say for argument's sake, I'm looking to build a new building. So do I choose the place because it, it's available? Or does something change in the place now that I've turned it into a building? Maybe Dugmali Shneho Ifanim, and he brings two, uh, an example for each. And, and the examples will help us really understand what's going on over here. It's essentially the difference between how much does your intellect affect your hand when your hand writes down words of intelligence versus how much does your intellect affect your brain when your brain comprehends things of intelligence. So, the first opinion, which is the Rambam in Meir Nevochim, says, The Rambam says that the status of the location of the Beis HaMikdash would be the status of your hand when you're writing down a profound concept. Your hand does not become profound. Your hand doesn't become an intellectual. The the intelligence doesn't actually reveal itself inside the hand itself. Because quite frankly, a hand and intelligence have nothing to do with each other. Yet, Hashem has devised the world in such a way that in spite of the fact that the hand has not a single brain cell and the hand doesn't understand one thing that you're writing, still you can only write those words with your hand, not with your toes. So the Rambam says it's the same thing. This precinct called Har Habayis, there's nothing about it that's going to become different, holy, elevated, because the Beis HaMikdash is there. But it is the most suitable place to put a Beis HaMikdash. Just like your hand is the most suitable part of the body to use to write down notes about the most profound concepts you've ever thought of or learned, but that doesn't make your hand intelligent. Whereas the Ramban disagrees completely. He says, He says the way the Shechina invests itself inside the area of the Beis HaMikdash is like intelligence filling the physical organ of the brain. Of course the brain is physical, but it is physical and designed to process intelligence. So when intelligence gets into the brain, it is in the brain. It becomes the brain. This is now what I know. This is how I think. So the Rambam says the Kedusha on the area of the base Hamikdash is kind of just well suited to settle there, but doesn't fundamentally change the place. The Rambam says it seeps in and totally redefines the, the, the reality. So we've got two types of argument, right? We have the Rambam and the Ramban, where the Rambam says this is a place that was already suited from beforehand to the Beis HaMikdash, because look, everybody brought Karbonos there. Uh, sorry, and the Sefer HaChinuch, we'll come to the Ramban in a second, the Sefer HaChinuch says, no, there's nothing special about it. Hashem chose it and that transformed it. Now we have this argument, the Ramban saying, 
the place is totally transformed because it's like a brain ex- receiving intelligence. And the Rambam's saying it's actually like a handwriting information. Now, you would have expected the two arguments to align, and it doesn't look like they do. Logic tells you that these two arguments hinge on each other. If I take the view that there is something inherent about this place and that's why it lands up being the base Amikdash, then it would make sense to say that the effect of the Shrina on this place, which is already suited to receive it, is personal, is like the intellect in the brain. Whereas if I take the other attitude, which says there's nothing special about this land, it's absolutely Hashem's choice. There's no other influence over here. That should align with the opinion that says that the effect of the Shechina on this place is like the effect of your intelligence on your hand writing information, where the information is, of course, uh, recorded through the hand, but the hand doesn't become intelligent. Now, the problem over here is that the Rambam seems to contradict himself. The Rambam seems to have two mutually exclusive opinions because in Hilchus Beis Abichira, he indicates that the place becomes the Beis Amikdash because it was suited to become the Beis Amikdash. Whereas in Moira Nevochim, he says the impact of the Shechina on the Mokim Amikdash is like intelligence on the hand. It doesn't actually become one with and seep into the reality. Now that seems, sounds like a contradiction. Although we're going to very quickly illustrate that it's not a contradiction at all. We have to pay attention to the wording of the Rambam and, of course, to the concept of choice. When you really analyze this properly, you see, the thing is this. We just made an assumption because the Rambam speaks about the long history of how this was a place of bringing carbonos. We assumed that the Rambam was saying, and therefore it became the Beis Amikdash. Actually, that's not what the Rambam is saying. He's actually telling us two things. It'll become clearer as we go through the Sikha that there really are two messages over here. One is a historical message. Well, look what happened. And the other is a message of how the place changes once Hashem chooses it. So, and we're going to look at this from a few different angles. Aleph Kenal, first of all. First of all, the Rambam cannot ignore the fact that in many, many psukim, the way the area is referred to is the place that Hashem chose. And of course, we know philosophically that if we say Hashem chooses something, that implies that it doesn't already have an advantage. If something already has an advantage, you're not choosing it. It sells itself. You only have to choose something where the two options seem to be either totally equal or at least equitable. So this one has an advantage, that one has an advantage. The pros and cons kind of even each other out. So clearly, if the Pasuk says Hashem chose this place, the Rambam himself can't deny that and say, yeah, but it already had an inherent value. Also, the Rambam's argument can't be that only the Haramaria or the what we call Harabayas is the only suited place to bring Karbonos because Chazal say otherwise. They say the whole of Eretz Yisrael before there was a base Amikdash was all suitable to bring Karbonos. And there's no way the Rambam disagrees with all of Chazal. 
And thirdly, al pizeh yuntak mashemon or Rambam is kolam anis and abalocha bifnei atzma halocha base the perik base. The Rebbe so often points this out: how precise the Rambam's layout of halochas is, and when you have different halochas or different details shared in different paragraphs, it's for a reason. It's because they're not identical. So this is highly relevant to us. The fact that he gave the history of Adam and Noach and Avram Avinu in a separate halocha. Whereas the very first halacha that he said about Beis Abchira, where he said that the Mizbech has to be absolutely precise in its location and cannot be changed, there he brought a, a, a pasuk that speaks after Hashem had already allocated the space. So he's making a clear distinction. One conversation is the status of the Beis Amikdash after Hashem had already chosen it and the other conversation is what happened historically before we got to that point that's the pasuk he brings right at the beginning of and he says he says once the base amigdash was built everywhere else became forbidden you cannot bring a carbon anywhere else and he is clear that ever since the base amigdash you cannot make a house for Hashem in any other city or any other mountain so that's where he brings this passage that we just quoted. This is the place. This is the house. This is the Mizbech. He also quotes the passage from He also brings the passage that says that Shlomo Melech began to build the house of Hashem Yerushalayim. When Yerushalayim, Dafka on Har Hamiria, where is that? The place that had been shown to David to become the place of the Beis Hamikdash. Kolomar meaning. In the first halacha, which is, of course, the primary thinking that the Rambam has about why is this a special place, the Beis Hamikdash, the reason that you're not allowed to ever move the base, the Mizbech anywhere else, it's not because of what he's going to say in the next halacha, oh, and there's history. It's because the Pasuk, Tell or various psukim tell us clearly this is the place. Zem is bechlod Yisrael. Vechein vayochel shleimer gomer ha'oiskim bizman shlachrei bechiras hakadosh baruch All of which speak about the reality after Hashem had selected the base amigdash dafka in that place. In other words, the Rambam starts Hilchas base abechira by making a very clear statement why the base abechira and specifically that word, and we'll, we'll come back to that. And why in that location? Because Hashem chose it. Now that we know that, let me have another conversation with you about the fact that there were intuitive people earlier in history who knew that was going to happen. So they chose to bring the Korbanos there. But before we get to that, let's just understand why the Rambam had to bring the whole Pasuk. That Dafka, it's a place that was shown to David that he prepared in the Ger and Aaron. Why do we need to know that? Seeing as the entire goal of the Rambam over here is to tell us the location of the Beis Hamikdash in the city of Yerushalayim, specifically on Hara Maria. Why didn't he just bring the first part of the Pasuk, which says the words that we need to hear? In Yerushalayim, Hara Maria. 
ממש שייך לכאן, סיים הקוסם, השניר לדוד אבי, השייכים במוקים דוד בגרן ארנה יבוסי, who needs the whole second part of the פסוק, that it had to do with דוד, and it was a place that he bought, why is this relevant? But now Taka makes sense. Because Bazer Ramaz Rambam, the Rambam, when he makes this point that the Beis Hamikdash is where it has to be, and the Mizbech may never be moved. Is because it was shown to David. In other words, he's highlighting not just where the Beis Hamikdash and specifically the Mizbech should be. But why it needs to be there? Why? Because it was shown. By who? By Hashem. Why? Because Hashem chose it. That is the key that you have to know according to the Rambam. So we thought the Rambam was so different to the Sefer HaChinuch. And we thought that the Rambam was saying the Beis HaMikdash was selected to be in this place because of its history. That's not the case. The Beis HaMikdash is selected to be in this place because Hashem chose it to be there. Because look, before it was shown to David, what was it? The threshing floor of this, this Canaanite man. It had no value to it. That's what the Rambam wants us to know. It becomes valuable because Hashem accords it value. Look at this. The Rambam makes it so clear because he calls the entire section the laws of the chosen house. Even though the first passage he quotes is that you should build me a mikdash. So he should have said, Hilchus Beis HaMikdash. And he dafka doesn't. Isn't that strange? You're quoting a pasuk, the pasuk uses the word mikdash, and you dafka use a different word, Beis HaBechira. Why? Because the Rambam wants to be clear that the greatness of Yerushalayim and the greatness of the Beis HaMikdash as a location is because Hashem chose it. Also, we know the Rambam gives an introduction to each section, tells us how many mitzvahs are involved. What are the mitzvahs that he says? Aleph, Livnois, base Hamikdash. So it's weird. He quotes a passage that uses the word Mikdash. He tells us that the mitzvah is to build a Mikdash. The following sections are all about relating to the Mikdash, but here he calls it base Abachira. Why? To make it absolutely clear to us that the Rambam holds unequivocally that the reason this is a holy place is solely because Hashem chose it to be so. Actually, you could even say that the Rambam reiterates the same point when he gets to the next halacha and gives us the history of who brought Karbonus in this place. It's a long halacha where he says, that we have a tradition, the place that David selected was the place that all these great individuals of our history built Mizbochos and brought Karbonos. And then he says this, very interesting. That's where Adam Marishan brought a carbon when he was, when he was formed. And he was created out of that spot. And then he goes further, he adds, that Adam HaRishon was, was created out of the place of his atonement. Then he moves on. 
מדוע הביא הרמב״ם מוקר לעניין זה שמשם נברא, שלא כבניון עם הקדמן שמונה שם, שלא הביא מקרים מדברי חז"ל. Isn't that interesting? He doesn't prove to us how do we know that Abraham Avinu brought a carbon there, how do we know Noyach did, how do we know Kain vehevel, and we know they brought carbonus, and maybe Abraham Avinu we know it was Hira Maria, as we'll see right at the end of the Sicha, but he doesn't bring proofs for any of these things. Suddenly when he says that this is where Adam was created from, there he brings a, a, a source, a Maim Chazal. So you have to then think, well, actually, perhaps he didn't bring it as a proof to what he's saying. So what's he trying to illustrate? What's the Rambam wanting to illustrate to us? That all of the greatness of this place, which seems historical, is actually not in any way undermining the fact that it's only great because Hashem chose it. But actually, the real greatness of this place has only to do with Hashem choosing it, which happens much later than all these preceding carbonos, and we'll explain exactly how that all works. So, the first thing we have to ask ourselves is, what got Adam Harishan, or Noyach, or Avram Avinu, for that matter, to bring the carbonos in that space? So the reason all these great individuals, these giants, brought the Karbonus Dafka in that place, because they knew intuitively, more than that prophetically, that this would become the place Hashem would choose. In different words, it's not that because so many people had invested effort and tried to connect to Hashem in this place, therefore it turned it into a place that is suited to receive Shechina. It's the exact opposite. What prompted these spiritual giants to bring the Karbonos there was the fact that they had prophetic insight and they knew that this will in the future be chosen as Hashem's special place. So that would all make sense when he speaks about the carbonus that they brought. I don't have to explain it. It's kind of self-evident that this is the place that would be chosen by Hashem and they knew that. That's all talking about what they did. The fact that Adam Harishan was created from that spot, that's not human choice, that's Hashem's choice. Now, obviously Hashem chose to create Adam Harishan out of that place because it would in the future be the site of the Beis HaMikdash. But, logically, doesn't that already mean that Hashem has chosen this place? If Hashem is taking Adam Harishan out of that ground, isn't that already a statement? Isn't it already now defined? Immutable? Just to understand this a little bit better, we know that there's a very uh, beautiful insight into what it means when the Gemara tells us that you know, you have all kinds of choices that, that these malachim bring the, these fetuses before Hashem or even before they're a fetus. What's going to happen? Will this person be wise or foolish? Will this person be successful, not successful? But Sadiq Verosha, Loika Omar, they don't say whether the person will be righteous or, God forbid, the opposite. 
So the expression is, the explanation is, that doesn't mean Hashem doesn't know what's going to happen, but the minute something is translated from thought into speech, it becomes real. That's also why we're so careful about speaking Russian horror, because once you say it, once you express it, once you share it, it becomes real, and then you cannot really change it. How much more so then over here, if Adam Orishan is going to be created out of this area, does, isn't that already like just Hashem's absolute stamp of approval? It's more than Hashem saying something. It's an action. Surely that should now immutably make this the holy place. To address that issue, the Rambam specifies that man, Adam, was created from the place of his atonement. He's making a big distinction over here between why Adam and Noach and Cain and Hevel and Avram Avinu all brought Karbonos over there. He's saying this is different. The idea that Adam was created from that space is different. So, all the other examples that he gave, why did they bring the carbonos there? Because they intuitively knew this will be the place for future carbonos. But when it comes to the creation of Adam, he says, There the Rambam says, it's not that Hashem chose this place because he wanted it in the future to become the place of carbonos. But Hashem chose this place because he knew Adam Harishan would come in a tone over there and bring a carbon over there. Okay, well, I'm not moving. Still not absolutely clear. Because now that we seem to have made it pretty clear that the Rambam also agrees that what makes the Beis Hamikdash area special is Hashem's choice, not the history of all of the carbonas that were brought there in early times. So then, him came the Shema Hevi behilchas beis abchiras kol einim balach abeis shu amokim shabonim avrom chulei noach chulei mim came kaparos inivra uman agel adavin akan. What is the Rambam? Uh, it's a book of halachas. It's not a book of history. So if all of that history is technically irrelevant because the reason the beis amigdash is the beis amigdash is because Hashem chose to make it the beis amigdash, why did the Rambam bring all of this information? What to entertain us? To to show us how much he knows? It's a halacha book. Why is this relevant? So it turns out that this is actually a very important part of explaining to us why the Mizbech may never shift. Because you, you could ask yourself a simple question. If Hashem chooses something, at any time, as, as we'll prove in a moment, He could choose differently. So just because at one point in history, that was the Beis HaBechira, how do we know that Hashem intended to be the base Abichira forever? How do we know that when Jews went into Golos, we didn't have the rights to build a base Amikdash somewhere else in the world? How do we know? So, true, of course, this is a place Hashem had chosen, as we say in our parish this week. But that doesn't prove absolutely that there's never a chance of things changing. Here's an example where things changed. Good example is David HaMelech. Hashem chose David and his lineage to be the kings. And the Rambam says, Ad Oilam, it is an eternal heritage. 
Nevertheless, lehalocha, as the Rambam himself quotes, it is possible that if a Navi should select a person from any other Shevet to be a king, he's a king, a valid king. And he, he is treated with all the rules of a regular king. Except that we know that it will not be a long-term lineage. But that's the point that's relevant to us is if Hashem chooses, that doesn't preclude the opportunity for a temporary alternate choice. So David and his Descendants are always Malchus, but temporarily it could be transferred to somebody else. Why not the same with the Beis HaBechira? Chosen for a period of time and then temporarily relocated. How do we know clearly that when the Torah says that's the location that was chosen, it means to the exclusion of all other locations? In fact, the question is specifically when you look at the context of Shiloi, which was also a place chosen by Hashem, and for a long period, the Mishkan stood there for 369 years. That's not too far off from the length of time of the Beis HaMikdash. So maybe then when the Pasuk tells us that this is the place, this is where the Mizbeach should be, Maybe not. Maybe for a period of time. Maybe at that stage. In fact, you could even ask the question with regards to Har Sinai because that's where the Mishkan was originally and, and, and maybe it still has some holiness or maybe that's evidence to the fact that the holiness can move. So that's what the Rambam immediately wanted to deal with in, in, in Perek Aleph. About the that there's no long term holiness in Har Sinai, but we still have the question: How do we know it can't change again in the future? So that's exactly what the Rambam wants to address here. The Rambam wants us to be clear that not only is it a choice that Hashem made that this should be the site of the Beis Hamikdash, but it is an immutable choice, irreversible. What's the proof? Look, even before there was a Beis Hamikdash, those who had tremendous nevuah knew to bring the Karbonos over there already then. If theoretically there is an open possibility of bringing Karbonos anywhere, why did Adam and Cain and Hevel and Noach and Avram Avinu put in so much effort that they dafka would bring the Karbonos on Har Hamuria? So you have to conclude that there is no leeway and there is only one location that Hashem had chosen. And if you, earlier on in history, through your powers of Nevoah, want to align yourself with the place that Hashem has chosen, you only have one location. So essentially what we've got now is we thought there was a discrepancy in the Rambam between the Murah and Avuchim and the Mishnah Torah. It emerges that there is no discrepancy and that he says there's nothing fundamental to the space other than a, an historical awareness that there would be specialness to the space. That's why they wanted to bring Karbonos there. But until Hashem chose this place, it did not have inherent holiness and therefore... When the holiness did come, it's like intelligence being written on paper via the hand. So it's Shechina coming into the world via the place, but the place itself does not turn into 
a brain. It doesn't turn into a, a reality of holiness on its own. And the on its own part is what's relevant for us because now the Rebbe is going to say that on a spiritual level, actually, we're going to see there's a beautiful partnership that emerges over here. So on a deeper level, in order to understand the, the the deeper insight, we have to look at something that's explained elsewhere in Hasidus, the difference between the concept of Bechira choice and Kedusha holiness. We already mentioned that the Rambam identifies both in relation to the Beis Amigdash. So that obviously implies that the Beis Amigdash has both. On the one hand, it's Hilchus Beis Habechira, emphasis on choice. Vechein Hilchus Klei Amigdash, Hilchus Beis Amigdash Void, emphasis on holiness. Whether it be Bechira or Kedusha, choice or holiness, each one has an advantage that the other one lacks. So let's start with holiness. If we call something holy, we're saying that that item has become holy. When you say that a Torah is holy, that means you have to treat it with tremendous respect. God forbid it shouldn't fall on the floor. You stand when it comes out of the Aron Kodesh because the Torah itself has become something holy. The word holy now becomes an adjective for that item. On the other hand, of course, the downside is that if the Kedusha becomes part of the reality of that item, then it is limited to the parameters of that item. So the Torah is in the in the in the Kodesh. And it's only so big. And if it's Chasvashalim gets damaged, it's no longer holy. Well, it doesn't have the same holiness. So if we're talking about a place and we say the Kedusha gets into the place then it's limited by the reality of the place. If the place is overrun by other people, that Kedusha is no longer accessible. But when you talk about choice, choice has nothing to do with the chosen and everything to do with the chooser. It's what he chose. So when we're talking in our context over here about the place that Hashem has chosen, so once Hashem says, I've chosen this place, now it's infinite. It will never shift. It will never weaken. It will never disappear. Because it was chosen by Hashem, who is infinite. So the choice is infinite. But on the other hand, but on the other hand, everything was done by the chooser. So the space, the chosen doesn't have any participation, doesn't actually shift, doesn't actually change. You've, you've given me a gift. I haven't moved. And what should next happen is that the one on the receiving end of the choice should then have to work really hard to make it personal. You've given me a gift. Now I have to appreciate and take the gift on. The Rambam tells us how essentially both of these factors were at play in the Beis Amikdash, specifically the Mizbeach, as he illustrates in two separate halachas. Now we get it, two separate halachas because it's two separate processes. In the first halacha, the first 
Halacha emphasizes the fact that the Mizbeach can never be moved elsewhere. That highlights the infinite nature of the place. It cannot change. It cannot move. It is forever. That's not something we could have achieved, and it's certainly not something the earth could have had on its own. So how does it get there? How does this forever holiness get into this place? That's what Hashem chose to imbue and infuse into this place beyond any restrictions. And in order to illustrate that point, he brings which Pasuk? The Pasuk that highlights choice. This is the Mizbeach Hashem selected for the Jews. That's Aloha Aleph. Aloha Aleph, first point, what Hashem gives into the space. Then the Rambam says, but I'll tell you something interesting. Even before Hashem officially acknowledged this as his place, it already had Kedusha. Why? Because Adam, Cain, Hevel, Noyach, Avram, Avinu all brought Kedusha into this place by bringing their Korbanos. If that's the case, that tells us that this place had both values, both advantages. Which is why we can now say, finally, that there's no discrepancy between how the Rambam talks here in Hilchus Beis Abichira and how he spoke in Moir Nevochim. When the Rambam used terminology that we thought gave the impression that this is an area that is predisposed for holiness and therefore became the base Amikdash, what he was describing is he was effectively describing the limited impact of holiness that humans could give into a place through their actions, through the carbonus that they brought. But when it comes to describing Hashem's choice, which has no restrictions, then the Rambam says, and this time in Moriah Nebuchim, that the earth, the land, the place of Haramaria, Harabayas, Yerushalayim, is not predisposed in any unique way to receive Shechina. The greatness of the place is kind of imposed on it or, or given to it as a gift, not earned by the place. And that would be a little different to the Ramban because the Ramban says Hashem has no limits. So when Hashem puts Kedusha into a place, He can even do it in such a way that it becomes completely absorbed into the place. But what's most valuable for us is to understand that the Rambam is looking at both angles and effectively arguing that the Beis HaMikdash has both milas. The mile of what Hashem gives it, which has no limits, and the mile of what we gave it and continue to give it through our avoida, which makes it personal to us. In fact, the Rambam would take one step further than that and he'd say that the, the power, the infinite power that Hashem puts in this place by His choice is also linked to our efforts. 
Once we know that Avram and company all brought carbonos over there, why? Because they anticipated that this would be the place of the Shechina. That tells you that they didn't act in a vacuum. Their behavior was directly linked to Hashem's choice. Why did they go to this place? Because they understood and linked with and connected with Hashem's choice of this place. And that will help us to understand what Avram Avinu davened after the Akedah and he succeeded in achieving that this place should be said today. Every single day, any person could say, this is the place. It's an Inyan Nitzchi. It's an eternal power that Avram Avin already latched onto. That this will always be seen as the place where Hashem appears beautiful coming together of the of the partnership of Hashem and us. Hashem puts the infinite element into it. We put the Kedusha that is personal into it. And together we create a place of Adir B'tachtonim in the most wonderful way.